Hi, I'm Josh Gibbons. And I'm Stan. And on today's episode of Rescuing Churches, we're going to be talking about, not that this would actually ever happen, right? Mm. But we're going to talk about misconceptions about the church. Man. Within the church. Within the church. People in the church who have a misconception about the church. I just can't imagine that anybody would actually attend a church or look at a church or fellowship with a church. Attend a church. Anything. (laughs) Anything. Join a church. And have a misconception about it. The fact that that would even happen blows my mind. That's because you're you're millennial. I just just can't even. I hope everybody's detecting the sarcasm in my voice here. (laughs) Hello, and welcome to Rescuing Churches with Stan and Josh Gibbons. This is the official podcast of 614 Ministries, where we exist to renew vision and restore hope at struggling churches across the country. With over 80% of churches in decline and 1,500 pastors a month battling depression, we strive to equip members and encourage ministers to pursue new directions of stability and growth. Are these common misconceptions? Yes, they're in common. your opinion. Uh, okay, you hear you hear them a lot. We Why? were just talking about off, Why are they common? Offline, we were just talking about that in the deep south, uh, the church has just become uh, a whole lot of things that it's really not. The phrase "the church," yes, um, you know, is is really misused a lot. And what the church is and what the church does, yep, is very. Uh, Many people just don't understand what they're talking. Church about. is just an activity. It's yeah. just one of those things you do. Yeah. Sure. When okay. I, when I was that, growing up, kind of stuff. when I was growing up, there was a, a television program by a guy named Art Linkletter, and he had a show called "Kids Say the Darndest Things." Oh yeah. And he would Classic. interview. He would interview children, and they would say the goofiest things. Yep. Well, we could title this "Church Members <laughs> Say the Darndest Things." <laughs> Because um, as we work with churches that are struggling or in decline, as we work with church leaders or members or pastors, they say the, the darndest, darndest things. things. And <laughs> pastors tell yeah. us things that some of the people in their church say. Right. That are the darndest things. We won't quote any of those directly. So, yeah. Well, we are going to quote a few here because there have been a few that have come across our table here recently. That, that is true. caused me to write this little blurb. So we're going we're gonna to work through these misconceptions because pe- people think them think wrongly regularly about the church. Right. Common. Right. Absolutely. And the first one in your list is that people don't want to come. And this is a misconception, and you've heard this a lot from I had two, other two different deacons in the last two months tell me, people just don't want to go to church anymore. Nobody's, nobody goes to church anymore. Yep. And, and I understand what they're saying. Their church is in decline. You know, we used to have 60 here. Now there's only... 20 or 10 or yep. three or whatever. I understand that in his mind, people, <laughs> people in air quotes don't want to go. Um, but I'll just give you a couple of deals. If you leave that church on a Sunday morning and drive around in the deep South, there's 
10 churches probably within 10 miles. If not more. Yeah. And there's going to be cars at all those other churches. Oh, oh yeah. Several. Lots of cars. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so people are going to church. The problem is people aren't going, going to, to your, your church. church. Exactly. And uh, so, so, but, but you can't, the only reason you would say people don't want to go to church anymore is if on a Sunday morning you got out and rode around to all the churches. Let's take your, yep. your, Mid, you know, if you're a little country bumpkin church, you know, go to the big Baptist church in town. See how many cars are parked there. Nothing, the big nothing Methodist against church. country bumpkin churches. Yeah, look we at love churches with churches. your your denomination. You know, you know, fi- find four or five churches, mainline denomination and churches. Do, do some comparison. Check the cars. Yep. I guarantee you, there's cars at some of them. And I'll tell you right, you have to check the the. You gotta you gotta look at things like uh, uh location like um location trends. Between where people are, how far are people willing to drive to get to the nearest church that they're comfortable attending in terms Correct. of denomination and things Correct. like that? What are the demographics of the neighborhoods? There's all this stuff that factors right. into all of what you're saying. And you may pass one or two churches yep. that are actually closed. There's no cars exactly. there. And you could point, take a picture of that and send it to me and say, hey, look, nobody going to this church. So people don't want to come to church. Well, exactly. that, that's only one. One church. Somewhere in your town, though, it's a small snapshot. I, I, as it's a not pastor, the bigger picture. I know what it's like to have a church in decline, but all the churches around me were doing fine. Oh yeah, something was the, up with us. So exactly. Um, and so the second thing I would say to that is, if people don't want to come to your church, <laughs> you know, it's time for it's, you to sit down with your leadership in lots of prayer and evaluate what is the problem. You know, could your church? Here's a thought. Could your church be giving off some sort of, sorry for the 60s and 70s reference of my childhood. Oh boy, here it comes, yeah. whatever could, it is. Could, could they be giving off some sort of vibe? Oh, <laughs> used the V word the vibe. On, the, on the podcast. <clears throat> could they be giving off some sort of vibe that's unhealthy? Like if your church is, you know, casting this negative light, people walk in and go, hey, we're not going to stay here. Man, it's a downer in yeah, here. Yeah, it's a downer in here. So what, whatever... What you know, if your church isn't groovy, <laughs> now, that we're, now that we're in oh, the sixties, now that he just said groovy, let's just stick in there. But if it, whatever whatever's going on, you need to look at that and and see. Sometimes your building itself gives off really negative vibes. You oh, know, yeah. We got green oh, yeah. tarps and blue tarps pasted got all tarps over on ours, the roof of our church here, our here in Mobile, Alabama, right Mobile. now. And as we sit recording this podcast, side note, it's actually raining outside, so we we're thankful for. And tarps. we have a, we have a bucket in our sanctuary catching the catching drip. raindrops. Yep, <laughs> so, we sure do. So we get that. Yep, but, we understand. You know, we aren't a perfect building, but we're trying to have an atmosphere. That's exactly. If you right. can just get past our green and blue tarps and yep. missing shingles. We want to have an atmosphere here that's full of energy and life and joy. And we do. And you got to you got to look at that. Yep. So when you say people don't want to come to church, right? Let's let's figure out that's really not true. I would say, in thinking through this, was something that I was talking to one of the pastors that we're helping in in our network. I would say, in part, you've got to ask yourself, would I want to step back for a minute? And this is something that those of us in the PR world do a little bit. Step back and ask yourself. Would I want to attend my and fill in the blank? You're the pastor. So for you, it's your church. Mm -hmm. Would I want to attend my church if I was not the pastor or elder or worship leader or lay leader or deacon or nursery worker here? Whatever you are at your church. Would I actually want to go here 
on a typical Sunday, is this the kind of church I want? You have to separate yourself out from your role for a minute. And be honest. Be honest about that. And some of the stuff that you realize is unhealthy and is going to be gonna, is hard to change, some of yep. it you need to change as fast as you can. And some of it you need to say, we got to take some time and get this correct. Yeah. Is there a joy here? Is there a positivity here? Does 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 my church actually have a vision and a passion, or does it just kind of seem lifeless like we're just going through the motions? Hmm. It's good. It's good. Yeah. So, Again, is it's it, not that people don't want to go. It's a misconception. Yeah, yeah. People do want to if, go to if church. There's, if there's not any uh, <laughs> in uh, the deep felt, south, yeah. <laughs> in the deep south, and I think probably in the north and the west and the east, people, oh, yeah. some people do want to go to church. Yeah, and is, the goal of church is to get more people wanting to go to church. Yeah. Is there a friendly fellowship atmosphere yeah. at your church that's happening? And, and those kinds of things encourage people to actually come back from week to week. If you can't answer yes to at least one of those questions— then there really might be a problem that you need to address and strategize to solve, not the other way around. So right. that's definitely really good. Number two in the list here is that the church is a building or a location. This is a huge misconception. Yeah, we referenced this in a previous podcast, but uh, as Americans, we've gotten spoiled um, because we have so many nice churches and facilities. They're, they're stationary. They're on a beautiful piece of land. And so you say, well, my church is on X Boulevard. Right. You know, my church is on such and such a street in this community. Our church is in such and such a neighborhood. But that's really not your church. That's the building. That's that's the the physical, the physical building that you meet in. Building where you that you meet in. The truth is, the truth is, your church is spread out all over the city. Oh yeah. Unless it's on Sunday and they're all there. Yep. <laughs> It's spread out all over the city where your members reside. Exactly. In the homes they reside in, the workplaces they attend, your church, uh, your church is wherever people are going. Exactly. If they visit some, if they visit a restaurant, if they visit a grocery store, if they go to a gas station or a big box store, do their shopping, um, if they're out at the park, uh, if they're if if they're in an, a, a restaurant somewhere, all that is where your church is. Your church is not a building and location. Um, it's spread out, exactly. and it's a misconcept. People people think of your church as this building or a meeting, and it's neither one of those. Uh, we'll talk about the meeting one coming up. But you know, if if you have church members that have kids that play high school football or youth league ball or soccer or basketball or volleyball and your church families attend that event your church is going to play basketball they're oh, yeah. going to an event oh yeah exactly it's an event yeah so yeah. so if if wherever they are if they're kingdom value conscious if you've built a church that loves sharing the gospel they love ministering they love uh, caring for lost and helping others and loving up one another wherever they go that's where your church is your church is spread out all over the city yeah, all day long because the church isn't the building; it's the people. Yeah, and it's it's a it's a twenty four seven deal. Your yeah. church is out and about everywhere. And I, I think a lot of times, as pastors, and you can attest to this, we put we tend to put a lot of stock on, and it's easy to fall into the strapping. No matter how many years you've been in ministry or what your role is, we put a lot of emphasis on that physical gathering, whether we mean to or not, because we feel like from week to week we have to meet some sort of quota. To be to to have had a successful Sunday experience. I mean, right. you know, even when you talk with another pastor, you, you know, you might you might say, "Oh, how'd y'all do on Sunday?" And it's like, you know, there's kind of this moment where it's like, "Oh, we, we were up or we were down." 
And it's and if it's we were down, there's that momentary, you know, you can get discouraged. It's, yeah. it's like we failed. We right, failed right, Sunday. Right. Everything that was building towards Sunday, you know, failed. We didn't. But need, but need if that. you if your numbers were down because a bunch it, of your people decided, hey, we just had a storm go through here, a yeah, hurricane, or something else is going on, and so you're so still half, the of, half of your congregation <laughs> decided to go minister into people's needs. Your exactly. church is being very healthy on Sunday, depend, no matter what the numbers are, because yeah, they were actually ministering. You can't allow it to bring in that discouragement or that disillusionment or, or you know, now my Greek doubt. friend, theologian buddies, you know, you got to give me some latitude here. I know the word church means the gathered, the gathered. assembly. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm not saying we should not gather, right? but I'm saying when we're not gathered, when we, when we're disassembled into the community that's the church during the week the yep. church is the people exactly not the building exactly and so when the people disperse then the body of christ i'm still part of the body of christ when i'm sitting in my house in my neighborhood exactly i'm part of the body of christ when i'm sitting at the pizza place we had lunch at today right. i'm part of the body of christ when i go down here and get gas at the gas station so the church is in the community now Exactly. All over the community. So don't exactly. don't always just pin it down to a an assembly. Yeah. And yep. well as to to a location. Yeah. Location. It's, not, it's not just a location or a building. Exactly. Exactly. And the third misconception on our list here, kind of coming off of the heels of that, is that church is a weekly or bi weekly meeting. Um and this is a, a problem, you know, within traditional churches. Yeah, and we're seeing some of that. Yeah. So this is really big. Uh with some of the churches we've been meeting with. Uh, in fact, if you're not careful, um, traditional churches that are really struggling right now, that's the group that we see a lot of struggle with. Traditional churches consider church as the Sunday meeting, Sunday, right. Wednesday, right. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday, or whatever it is. So yeah. uh, a couple times a week. Yeah. They, they see that as that's when we, that's our church. And oh, that's yeah. all that, the church has is, to do. That is church. And and what I've encountered with some of the folks I've been talking with is that's church and that's all we have to do. Oh, yeah. We there's, don't have to do anything else. As long as we have, that think that way. <laughs> as long as we have somebody in our pulpit on Sunday, yep. even if we don't have a pastor, we got pulpit fill. Pulpit as long fill. as we have somebody in there, we're, we had church. Right. Um, and that, it's really more like saying we had a meeting, exactly. a Bible study, because church is actually supposed to be a group of people organized, an assembly of people organized around the gospel that care enough about the community to get the gospel out. Exactly. And so it's interesting to me, your church is a group of Christ followers who are serving the Lord every day in the community, like we said in the previous one. Um, they they show kindness. They give their testimonies. They give prayer to people. They encourage people. Just this last couple of days ago, I was at a tire store and caught up in a conversation with some people at a tire store and had to pray over a guy that had lost a good friend in, in a tragic accident. And so just trying to help them through some of that was was very, uh, it was the church at Northside in a tire store right. happening, right? Um, and it wasn't we weren't having a weekly meeting. We were just there. Yep. It, it's why I get a little discouraged with the, the whole COVID thing when they say, well, church is closed. No, you can't church do that. Closed. It's not possible. You can't close <laughs> a church and you can't take, you can't, 
you can't say our church isn't, you know, happening. Church can't be off. Even when the building is all closed. (laughs) For years, for generations, people have tried to silence the church and stop it. Exactly. You know, the the Romans did and and lots of people in between. Oh, yeah. There's governments now that keep trying to push the church down. Absolutely. China is a good place to get that example. Oh, yeah. And, and what happens is the church actually grows healthier exactly. in those environments. Um, you can tell the church it can't meet, but it's only going to meet and get stronger when you do that. Um, because we're not just a meeting. We're, exactly. we're a whole bunch of networking and fellowshipping and caring for one another and loving one another and sharing the gospel outside of a building location outside of a meeting, right? All that evangelism happens outside of our meeting. Um, And so it's just so important that you say, if the church, if if you think the church coming together for a few songs and a sermon um, and maybe sing the doxology before we go, um, that's not church. That's a meeting. And we we mentioned this on a previous podcast, but there's, there's the, the mindset of, well, as soon as church is over, I've got other things to do, or I've got a blitz out of there. And -hmm. I think, I think a lot of what you're describing right now is, is sadly, but this is the term I'll give it is just the Americanization of the church. We've gotten used to this idea that church church air quotes quote unquote is is this thing that we compartmentalize so that it fits into our schedule yeah, yeah yeah we we fit it into our schedule and and that that then takes away from the mindset of oh oh yeah I've, I've, you know, got to realize that church is actually something that's 24 seven and it's happening throughout the week because mm-hmm. I am a part of the body of Christ. Very well said. And I think some people just want to mark it off there. Right. List of right. I went to church this right. week. It's, it's, it's me, a check, I feel better, on the, feel on better the about myself. It yep. looks better on my resume if I have a church I attend. Um, and I think that's a dangerous trend. And it's one of those misconceptions about church. Church is actually supposed to be functional throughout the community all week long, uh, not just coming for a meeting on Sunday and leaving. Right. The church is supposed to be trained and equipped to get out into the community, share the gospel and disciple, evangelize and disciple. Right. And then the fourth one on your list here, and I'll try not to take any offense to this one, mm. is that millennials and the younger generation are more into, into entertainment than Bible truths. Yeah. I'm, and I'm, I'm not. I'm saying that's a that misconception in, in, in this sense. Now, would you agree with me, young millennial that you are, uh, that you hate the label of some right. days? But, but would you I'm agree with out me? out of that category. There almost. is there yeah. is an element of truth to the fact that the millennials are very entertainment bound. Oh, sure. Absolutely. They're very tied to that. Absolutely. Um, so, so there's lots of millennials that are into entertainment for the sake of entertainment. But I've also experienced there's a whole bunch of millennials that are searching for a real life situation that, that is meaningful. Yes. And the church meets that need perfectly. The, the, the relationship they can have with Jesus changes everything. So, and a lot of millennials are, are goal oriented. They're very goal oriented. Yeah, and if you help them find Jesus and get them focused and center their lives on the cross and the gospel, um, they'll reach a ton more millennials. Oh yeah. When the millennials get turned on to something, they get passionate. They get yeah. focused. They're, they're very easy to easy to laser focus. I've noticed this in our recent trend here at our church. Oh yeah, where we've got a lot more younger uh, families coming. Uh, they're just a lot easier to laser focus than the older generation. The older generations, 
You know, like, well, maybe, maybe not. I don't know if we're going to do that. I don't know. Do you want to do that? I don't want to do that. Yep. And the younger generation, you go, hey, can we, you want to go feed the homeless? Yes, bam, how, boom, and they're gone. You're yeah, like, exactly. I didn't even have time to help them. They're just <laughs> gone. So it's, it's the, the, the millennial generation, they're good at getting the message out. They're good at sharing things. They've learned how to share, whether it's through social media, friends, or just word of mouth. They're really good at sharing things. So that, that's that's the generation that uh, that has the ability to make everything go viral. Yeah, exactly, exactly <laughs> so the word. Why I'm would you? To why would you not want the yeah. gospel and the and the message of your church, the messages of your church, to go viral? Why wouldn't you want that? Right now, now wouldn't you say that? It is a common mis common misconception that you hounded on me about that word. Yes, it's a common misconception among especially churches in decline, older churches in decline, that the millennials are the problem. Oh, oh right? yeah, that 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 can be a misconception. Yeah, yes. you almost yes. tie this back to the first one. They yes. go, nobody wants to go to church. Well, millennials don't ever want to go to church. Right. Well, there's a ton of churches full of millennials. Full of millennials. Now, there's some unhealthy churches full of millennials yes. that are there because it's an entertaining service. Yep. The pastor's got this incredible personality, yep. and all that's going to have to be solved, hopefully, if those churches have really healthy small groups exactly. and pull those millennials into small groups where they can grow spiritually. That's, that's right. kind of what that package looks like in my mind. But, and I'm not down on all that, if, if we can get them in and get them discipled, great. Yeah. The discipleship has to be. But a key. small church can do the same thing. Yes, it can. Uh, you know, you can invite them over to your house to watch a good movie. There's your entertainment. Exactly. And then when the movie's over, you can ask them questions that have to do with discipleship. Exactly. Um, you, have you a can, Yeah, yes. Have them watch the Lord of the Rings trilogy with you and then oh, talk yeah. through some of that. Exactly. You know, good gracious. <laughs> if you can't get the gospel or Jesus or God into any of that. Yeah. You know, exactly. I mean, there's a whole bunch of good movies out there, though. I mean, any any good movie, you can find some way in there to, 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 to find a gospel truth in it or a spiritual moment where you can just talk to them. So I'm going to recommend that pastors spend time discipling young millennials, uh, find some young person that's hungry to grow, maybe not even saved. It's OK if they're not saved. That's really almost better. Right. <laughs> um and they may not even be attending your church, uh, which is which is fine. Uh, if they're not attending your church, you're not trying to get them to attend your church. You're just trying to get them to attend Jesus. Right. You know, let's yeah. get them discipled. Let's get them close to Jesus and get their relationship with Jesus right. Then, if the church is a fit for them, now you bring them to the church and and you got you know somebody's really dedicated. Uh, if not, they you help them find a healthy church and you move on to another millennial. But ultimately. I just want to say that millennials, when when I hear people use the term millennials um, are not interested in the Bible, they're just more interested in entertainment. I'm like, that's just not true across the board. It's not. It, yeah. It's an easy excuse for spiritual leaders to make. Right. Because um, then they don't have to go out and now, disciple yeah, and exactly. and Yeah. It's an easy All excuse for stuff. millennials to make, but it's not the truth. Right. Um, and it just takes a little bit more effort. And yeah. nobody ever said it was going to be easy. We had a whole podcast about nobody ever said it was going to be easy. Yeah, so, we did. We did. Yeah. So let's let's not rehash that. But but I do want to really emphasize with our uh, pastors and those that are listening. You can share this with your leadership. You know, let your lay leaders listen to this. You know, send them the link to this podcast. Have them listen to it. So so we don't keep carrying these miscon misconceptions around. We we got to quit promoting the wrong thing in our church and quit acting like church is a building or a location or, or a meeting. It's, right. it's none of that. And it's, we got to quit talking like people don't want to come yep. uh, unless we know that it's, if we know why they don't want to come to see us, 
that's a different deal. And don't make assumptions about certain demographics of people, millennials being a great example of exactly. that. You know, I mean, exactly. And, you know, like you said, they, they will, if they get a hold of a passion or get a hold of, of something that, that, that they're really passionate about or a goal, they, they will take that message and spread mm-hmm. it like crazy. Mm-hmm. And that's just what they do. Right. And if you want to listen to any of our previous episodes on social media, uh, we'll drop those in those into the show notes or shameless plug. You can, Check out my blog for more stuff. Yeah, that's right. JDGivens.com. Josh writes a lot about how that works and all kinds of social media stuff. How to use social media to help us. All right. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of Rescuing Churches. We hope you found all the content and dialogue helpful and inspiring. If you'd like to give us some thoughts and feedback on today's episode, we'd love to hear from you at 601-909-0614. You can also email us at 614rebuild at gmail.com or follow us on any of our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at 614rebuild.